0: You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. All right, well, I'm going to read to you. If you have your Bible there, uh, you could open over to John chapter 1. Very familiar scriptures, of course, but I want to... uh, I want to read from this this morning, and I want to talk. You know, this candlelight service. I think for years in my life, I can, I kind of thought those were just nice, pretty services. You know, there, it's just something pretty that we do, and uh, lighting candles, and and on Christmas Eve, or you know, we've ended up doing it Sunday before Christmas. But uh, but it it came to me some time ago now, that there's a tremendous amount of meaning in what we're doing in lighting those candles, in lighting the candle of the person next to us, in bringing forth this light in darkness and and in worshiping around that. There's so much to that. And here in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The uh, the next verse actually in the Amplified verse five says, the light shines on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it, so the and I want to read one more scripture to you before uh, I talk about this a little a little bit. Psalm one nineteen, verse one thirty, in the Amplified Bible, it says, "The entrance and unfolding of your words, God, the entrance and unfolding of your words give light. Their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension." to the simple. So we see there that any time the presence of God, the word of God, comes into our hearts and our life. And and honestly, I believe the Lord is always trying to bring his word into our life. He is always seeking to impact us more and more. And so there's a there's a thing about us opening our hearts to that. That little story that I just told you, I believe that opened my friend's heart a little bit. You know, that that simple, what is simple? I mean, it's magnificent, but that simple testimony of what Jesus did to a person here and now in bringing that healing, that is, uh, uh, I think one one of the guys we listen to calls that the dinner bell of the gospel. You know, healing, uh, ministering in that way physically to somebody it's It just opens the heart to the gospel. And when the word comes in, and then we think on that word, we meditate on that word, and that word, it says, unfolds. It, it releases something. It expands on the inside of us. And it releases light, which is discernment and understanding. We call it revelation. We are not left to live just out of our own intellect, and reason. We were never really designed to live that way. We do live that way, and God gave us intellect and reason. It's not that that's a bad thing. It's that God has something bigger and better as a starting place for us, and that's its revelation. It's it's discernment. It's it's understanding. When you think about what light does, it makes things apparent. It may, It gives us the ability, because God also gave us eyes. He gave us an organ that is designed to use light to allow us to perceive the world around us. And our heart is that way with spiritual light. It is designed to receive, and and not just when we read the scripture, especially if you take a book like Proverbs or many other places, but Proverbs is such a classic example. It gives us really solid steps for life. I mean, you could just live out of the book of Proverbs, and you could stay stay out of an awful lot of trouble in your life just by doing the practicals that are shown there. Those principles are incredibly important, but there is more to God's Word than just principles to follow, than just instruction manual. That isn't the fullness of it. There is life when the Word came into the earth, when Jesus came into the wor- into the earth. He was the word of God through eternity past. He was God's word and he was with God and he was God and he is God. And when he entered the earth, life came with him and that life was and is the light of men. It is what the relationship with him and the word that he brings to us, that is light in our lives. So it gives us a different perspective and perception. We can discern things that come from the heart. We can look at a situation and we're trying to figure out what to do with it. And there might be some logical steps to it. You know, there might be some practical things, whether it's, whether it's with relationships, with our finances, with our health, with anything. There are practical things we know we can take these steps. We can not eat all the cookies out there, we can leave some for the other people, you know, and, and be healthier afterwards, even though they're blessed, even though we've already determined that the blood of Jesus makes it okay. Sorry. Uh, so, so, but in any of those areas, there are those practical things. But in the word of God, there is also this discernment, this perception that goes beyond. There are, we can, we've talked in the last few weeks about the peace of God that can lead us to do things that are not quite what, the way we would handle it, but I find that I have peace as I pray about doing it this way, then I'm going to do it that way because that's the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's light. It's life. The the life of God in us gives us the ability to see our way. It gives us the ability to look at a situation and see it in a different perspective. It gives us the ability to look at people around us and see them as God sees them and love them as God loves them. That comes from the life of God. And that light is delivered into us. Light makes reality, and reality is what the way God says it is, discernible. It makes it so that we can perceive it, we can walk in it, it makes it clear. And what we find out is that in the New Testament is that it is the Holy Spirit working with the word, you know that verse we just read out of Psalms, the entrance and unfolding of your word gives light. The Holy Spirit's the one that unfolds that word in our hearts, that takes that word and breaks it open and releases the life from it. He brings us instruction. He brings us wisdom. He brings us health. He brings us whatever is contained in that word. It is The, the word of God is seed and it carries whatever it is that, that that word is carrying. It is a seed and it releases his life in various forms in us. But we know that uh, in First John, let me just share this with you. In First John, you can turn there if you'd like. It's uh, chapter 2, verse 20. He says, you, believers, have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now, we know people that think they know all things. But that doesn't mean none of us as believers have all knowledge about everything you know at once in, in us that we can just put out to everybody. We all know that's not what this means. But what this means is, another way Paul says it, is you have the mind of Christ in the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He says, you have now an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. He goes on in verse uh, 27 to say, this anointing that you received abides in you forever. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the fact that when we get born again, and, and we know this, the Holy Spirit comes into us. We've talked about this many times. When we get born again, give our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. And he begins to minister to us. He begins to change us. And then the Bible leads us to the baptism in the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. He empowers us to minister to others. And, and so this term that you have an anointing, that's an Old Testament reference that John is using this Old Testament picture to describe a New Testament truth. So the Old Testament picture was when somebody was being anointed, ordained to an office as priest or prophet or king, they were being anointed, they would pour, not just a few drops of oil, but pour a whole horn of oil over their head. And it was this picture of oil coming upon them and running down over their body. It was a picture, and and oil is very often throughout Scripture uh, a representation of the Holy Spirit. So, So that anointing was a picture of the Holy Spirit, again, coming upon. They didn't drink the oil. It wasn't just about the oil coming into. It was about the oil coming upon. And we know in the New Testament it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so John here is saying, you're believers. You've received that baptism in the Holy Spirit. You have, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And he says, and you know all things. And that means you have the mind of Christ. We're able, through relationship with God, asking prayer, spending time with him, relying on the Holy Spirit to show us what's going on, we are able to receive information that we would never get just through our intellect. Does that make sense to you? We are able to know what to do, to know where to go, to know what to take to somebody else. We've got to always remember that this is not just about us. But when when Jesus came into the earth, a whole bunch of things were lit up. A whole bunch of things became clear. The Bible tells us, I'm just going to lay a few out for you and then we'll be done. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. We know who the Father is because we look to Jesus. Jesus is the exact picture of the Father. So we see in that that God is love. We see that God lays himself down for others and that's what real love is like. We see that God is generous, that God gives. We see that God is a God who loves to reveal Himself. If He didn't, if He was a hidden God that and and didn't want to show us who He was, He wouldn't have sent His Son as the exact representation so that we could know Him. You know that statement, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but that statement, I've always believed in God, but I've never believed in Jesus. I thought, well, that explains a lot. Because a lot of people, and the Bible tells us even the demons, believe there is a God, but there's no relationship there. There's no knowing the personality of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, without knowing Jesus. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the expression, the only expression, the perfect expression, of who the Father is. You want to know what God thinks about a situation. You want to know how God would react. You look at Jesus. You look at what he did. And you don't create theology that go that you do not see in him. So his true nature was displayed in Jesus. It became apparent when when light came into the earth. His will that he wants to heal. He wants to redeem. He wants to restore. He wants to gather. The, the fact that he loves the gathering, the fact that Jesus said, I'll build, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against. So he didn't just say, I'm going to get a bunch of individuals uh, to love me and, and spread them out into the earth. He said, my purpose is to build a community We know that God loves community because of what Jesus did. And, And we could go on and on and on, but the point is that when that light came through Christ, many, many, many things about God and his relationship to man got lit up. They became apparent. They were discernible because of who Jesus is. So we receive him, and that light comes into us. And then he tells us that we are to go into all the world and be lights. We are to carry his light in us. And he said, you're going to be like a city that's set on a hill. It can't be hidden. He he said, when my light comes into you, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, when my light come in, comes into you, and he was actually talking about the word of God at this point, he said, it's like somebody lighting a lamp. Well, they don't put it under a bushel basket or hide it under the bed. They put it up where it can be displayed to the whole earth. And I think sometimes we look at those various scriptures and we feel like we fall short of it or, or something. And we look at those, and we say, oh, I can't be a light. I've got this, I've got that. That's not true because it's not your light any of us want to see anyway. <laughs> it's his light shining through you. You're not the light, you're the lamp. You're the one that has that spirit inside of you and you have this burning on the inside and you live for him and and you share what you share and, and certainly it's important that we live for him, but mainly let him set you up. This isn't an arrogant thing. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Let him put you, and I believe he has put you, in a place to shed light to certain places. So we pick up these candles this time of year and we first of all, are thanking God for the fact that he brought light into the world through his son. We're thanking him that he sends His the light of his word and his Holy Spirit to the inside of us that we don't have to live just by what we can figure out. Thank God. It's way too complicated for that. And it's so much more peaceful and so much easier to follow him than to try and do this on our own. That's what causes that's what causes so much misery and depression and confusion and anger is human beings trying to figure out all of this on their own. We were never designed for that. He never intended that. But so we pick up these candles and and as we light them we think about that, we think about his light, but it becomes our light. We're holding that that candle, and then we turn to somebody. The way we're going to do this, and I guess worship team, you can go ahead and come back up we'll, while I'm chattering for a few minutes. The way that we're going to do this, I'm I'm going to light this candle that I have up here. Did everybody get a candle? Anybody need to, or if you're under ten, glow stick. All right, <laughs> you just like your glow stick, don't you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, if anybody needs a candle, Tim has a couple back there. So, you know, what we're going to do is I'm going to light one or two. I may even just start on this side or I'll get you guys, I guess. And then as your candles lit, you just turn to the person next to you because it's the picture of that sharing of the light that you have. You know, we don't have to be, we're not the light. We're just a light. What he's given you, the revelation he's given you, that's yours. But it's yours to share. It's yours to give away. So we turn and we light one another, and as that happens, the darkness is broken, and the light in this room increases. And we're just going to worship while we're doing that, and then we'll pray at the end. But but I just want you to I want you to be in your heart worshipful and celebratory and understand why we do what we what we do here. Does that make sense? Let's just pray together. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? We'll pray together and we'll get going here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you so much. I I just, we don't have words to express the gratitude that we have toward you, Lord. Father, for all that you have given, for the light that you have given to every one of us, and I know every one of us have questions. We have areas, Lord, where, where we don't have understanding or discernment. And Lord, we believe today, and we just pray for one another this morning God, that for everybody in the sound of my voice, everybody listening on live stream, everybody who's here today, that as this light goes off in them, that your word comes to us. You are so faithful to speak your word to us. You are so faithful, Holy Spirit, to unfold that word in us and give us wisdom and direction. And Lord, as as our, our neighbors around us, Lord, the people that we love, the, our families, God, we ask you, Lord, to show us how to express that light to people. And we just thank you for what you've done and we honor you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we are going to be dismissed and we're going to go into one of the most important times of the church calendar, the Christmas cookie extravaganza. There also, uh, there is some fruit. You can thank Kay for that out there. There's something besides just sugar and dough out there. So, Anyway, I want to just pray quickly over all of you and everyone I'll just do it instead of telling you about it. Father, I for all of these people, whoever will be traveling this week, Lord, Those who have already been traveling, we believe that your angels have charge over them and keep them in all their ways, that they will only be spectators and helpers and not participants in any kind of tragedy. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this season and the opportunities that you give us. And Father, just speak blessing, Lord, over all of these people, those watching by live stream this morning, in Jesus' name. All right, we're going to be dismissed by saying Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world on the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. And Lord, bless the cookies, please. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.